It is the December 16th edition of the PFF Forecast. We are rolling into week 15. We have got a great episode for you. We're obviously going to go through the whole slate. We've got Thursday, we've got Saturday, we've got Sunday, we've got Monday football, so that's awesome. And then some special guests returning after a great first uh, run on the PFF Forecast, our friends from the Deep Dive Podcast, Andy and Drew. It is going to be a blast. So let's rock. Alrighty, I'm pumped, man. This is exciting. We're we're at the part of the season that I love, and here's why I love it. We've still got playoff seating to be arranged, so you get to think about all the different opportunities. I personally, and we're going to talk to Andy Drew a little bit about this, like to think ahead about the teams that I'm looking forward to betting on or against. So we'll find out who they're buying, who they're selling right now. Um, By the way, a, a really good day, a really good week of betting, because I, I, I'm assuming you've noticed this. The election bets paid out. I did notice this. <laughs> so, so people are flush with money if you bet on the right candidate. And uh, and so this is the day that the Lord has made. It, it, visa, let, vis. Let us rejoice. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Hosanna. <laughs> uh, this is actually not your, um, your mother's Christian podcast, um, but the PFF forecast. We're going to talk a little uh, gambling now. It was... An interesting week last week because we had a bunch of teasers. The Steelers dumped on us. Yeah. Um, the 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 New Orleans was in one of our teasers too, which was well, if you'd listen to me, you know, I tried to tell you. Um, it's gonna be interesting to talk about that Saints Eagles game, actually. Let's start with Thursday night though. Because everyone that um, I seem to be looking at on Twitter thinks that this is this is the Chargers like bounce back game. Chargers bounce are, back to what? I don't know. That's what I was kind of going to ask yeah. you. Um, they are three point underdogs in Las Vegas, and this the the Raiders have looked terrible, but have the Chargers looked good? The Chargers haven't looked good in like a few weeks, right? Like Herbert, Herbert's been predictably bad, as we said. He Herbert has less than six point. Is less than seven yards of pass attempt now. Like he's legitimately on that. Like, you know, I gave that talk at that conference, and I was like, "Hey, look, we might be wrong about Justin Herbert, or this might just be noise." Right? It's turned out to be just noise Unnoise, in many yeah. ways. Um, you know what I really like about betting the Raiders in this spot? Why? Why do people hate the Raiders here? Well, a lot of reasons. What? I think the first reason is that they've got a lot of. Of players going on the COVID list. Yeah, that's true, and that that is real. But what's the main reason why people hate the Raiders? No respect for Derek Carr. I don't know. Their defense is garbage. Well, of course. Yeah, and the betting markets overvalue defense. Sure. Like, like, oh look, this you know this is a terrible defense, and it can't do anything, and Jonathan Abram can't cover. And is this when when Justine Herbert gets back on the shine? Just <sighs> Justin Herbert, sorry. Jesus. Um, my, <laughs> so. When I look at this, I think of okay, well, what you know, the the Chargers are coming off a game where they won. They probably you know they they played a Falconians game against the Falcons, um, but Herbert didn't play great against a bad Falcons defense. Mm-hmm. Um, 
they're you know they're they're not a good team. Anthony Lynn versus the clock is like the the rivalry that of the surpasses century, yeah. all rivalries. It's the biggest mismatch of all time, by the way, too. Um, I like I like Las Vegas. Just I like Las Vegas because you're you're in many ways buying them at the bottom here. I, exactly, and I don't see why. I don't see the reason for the Chargers' love. Like beating the Falcons to me means so little. And I keep looking at the things that are sustainable for Justin Herbert, and it's not that pretty. Pass rating when clean is 94. It's under. Yeah, he's like a. He actually has a higher passer rating when under pressure than he does when clean, and that what that tells you is that his performance in the most stable situations, which I would expect him to have against a Raiders team that it, you know, they're not gonna, they're gonna let him throw the ball from the pocket. That's what they right. do. And um, it hasn't been great. Meanwhile, Derek Carr, 115 pass rating from a clean pocket. He is certainly the better quarterback in this spot. And I think there's actually a pretty sizable coaching advantage here. So yeah, Gruden, so, we the Raiders swoon has been predictable, right? We talked about it, you know, when they went to Atlanta. We talked about it when they played the Jets, and last week, like we were on Indianapolis, right? So, like, so it, this is all predictable. But the things that led to people overvaluing the Raiders against Atlanta and against the Jets and again are still there, right? John Gruden's still a pretty good play caller. That offense is still pretty explosive. That game got away from them, but they were moving the football well. Kenny Moore makes a one-handed interception when they're up six i believe down six i'm sorry and that turned the game around like that's a noisy play um the the raiders have already beaten the chargers uh by one by five or six in los angeles like this is not the this is not the easy bet this reminds me of a falcons bet like where you're like why how are the falcons plus three against Taysom hill mm -hmm. well maybe because they suck you know <laughs> why are you know uh, it, why are they plus four against the Vikings opening day last year? Well, maybe because they're not very good. You know, um, I, I think I think this is the place to lay the points with the Raiders. Let me interest you in a Saturday. Oh, I know what you're going for. Be, tease me up, Scotty. Yeah, the, I, I I immediately went to this when somebody asked me what my favorite bet of the week was. I go, look, you can be a degenerate on Saturday, and it's actually warranted. This one here, tease Buffalo. Buffalo is now down to plus six, which I think we un we we sort of foretold because of the home field advantage with Denver. Buffalo coming off of a look ahead, all that stuff. You can tease Buffalo down to a pick. You can tease the Packers minus two and a half. Which one are you more grateful to be able to tease now? Packers. The Packers are going to get backdoored. I mean, the Packers got backdoored this last week by Chase Daniel. Like I kind of like Carolina plus eight and a half. I got to be honest with you. You know that their offense is going to be missing Christian McCaffrey again. It. I think DJ Moore is on track to come back. Um, yeah, they're plucky. But but Teddy Bridgewater is you know an accurate quarterback, and it's not as if the the Green Bay Packers are shutting people down left and right. So eight and a half to me. I do like Carolina there, but I, I really like teasing the Packers down to two and a half with the Bills down to a pick. That, to me, is one of my favorites. And it's Saturday. So, like, having the ability to bet on both games. I mean, you need it. You need it. And here's Cause, the thing. Because there's not really, like, that. The college football slate, I'm going to tell you guys right now, we're not a college football podcast, but it's kind of butt. So, you're going to – those, those two NFL Clemson games. Notre Dame, right? That's it. Yeah. Notre Dame plus ten and a half, by the way. Um, the, so? rest, the rest of them are, are fairly, are fairly like – Meh. So, 
That's a lot of respect for um, Trevor Lawrence, by the way, right? <laughs> it going from a... Was it five? Well, it was on... So it's neutral site now, so you have to take away, and there were yeah, fans. There remember were fans. There, I remember <laughs> they licking they each other's field. ears. Um, so that was what, six? No, it was five. Got down to five. So Lawrence would be worth... Maybe make home field two. So then Lawrence would have been worse so that that would have been out to seven so lawrence would be worth three and a half over Alungale, who's actually like really good but also there's also the fact that clemson needs this game and they didn't need the last game but also notre dame <clears throat> right which is one thing but also i don't think notre dame had a ton of respect yet right like that game boosted th what people think of them quite a bit obviously you, you would you, yes because you know? historically they've been a team that laid down in that spot yeah not laid down but got there actually is a chance that we could have a, a third rematch. I mean, if if uh, Ohio State well, if Ohio State shits the bed and doesn't make the playoffs, some other team gets four. There's really no way Alabama gets anywhere but one, and then Clemson wins another mm -hmm. two three again. You know that would be interesting. That would be what the uh, the committee would do because they seem to be just be blowing it left and right. Uh, by the way, Aaron Rodgers is he your MVP right now? Yeah. He uh, he leads in war. Um, obviously, I you know I think the world of Mahomes, but I, I think right now um, he's got it. The issue is going to be so. There's a few issues. One, Kansas City might finish 15 and one, which is going to be really hard to not give the MVP to. He and Mahomes has the three games he has. He has New Orleans in a dome, which if he shows out in that game. Like, that's a big game. It's the only game this weekend with, with two teams with winning records. So it's it's the marquee game of the mm -hmm. weekend. Mm -hmm. If he shows out there and gets any bit of a lead against Rodgers, who's going to be forgotten by Sunday because he played on Saturday, then Mahomes has two games at home against the Chargers and the Falcons, which is just like, you know. Right. You so, throw 10 like, I think the narrative, obviously, Roger, Rodgers plays Tennessee's defense is garbage, and then they, he faces Chicago, who's got a little bit better defense. Like, like to me, I I think Mahomes, I think Mahomes is the most likely. I think that Rodgers right now is the most deserving. I did place a bet on Rodgers today. Yeah, the interesting thing about Rodgers is that relative to expectation, so like the the Chiefs going fifteen and one, while impressive, doesn't shock that many people. <laughs> it's right? sad, but you know yeah. because it's like well their division sucks and this team's really good. And the fact that the Green Bay Packers have overcome what people saw as a huge disability, which was burning their first three draft picks on fire before the season started. By the way, which we said wasn't that big of a deal for 2020. Right, right. Um, people see that as a huge handicap to Rodgers and him overcoming it. So I think the narrative is there right now for Aaron Rodgers, and he'd be my MVP as well. All right, where do you want to start on Sunday? Actually, I want to bring up one game that I, th that I think we should consider that's yeah. not on Sunday. I think we should lay the points at Pittsburgh. Oh, I... I I mean, you want to just skip over Sunday? No, I'm just saying, like, this one. This one's one where I, I, I don't find it compelling. I think it takes two minutes to talk about, and but I do think there's value on Pittsburgh. I don't disagree with you. This is a huge – if you can't blow out the Bengals, then – Yeah, what are you doing? What here? are you doing? Yeah. yeah. And this is the perfect team for them to get right against. Correct. They can't block. You and I would be rolling up sacks. I could bend there. a little bit against them. You can. The, you've got nice bend. Yeah, I, and and get and get some pressure on Brandon Allen. Um, plus, their defense isn't very good. I think I I your, think your Von Miller ghost technique too. 
yeah. where you show and then you dip. It's impressive. Yeah. So this anyway, is what that, I, this that's is what I see every Sunday, by the way. <laughs> it's like we're about uh, Sunday Night Football is about to kick off. Eric pours a cup of coffee and just starts impersonating pass rushers. I'm the batting stance guy, but for pass rushers. For pass rushers. It's incredible. <laughs> um, no, I'm on board with this. I mean, I, I so is Joe Hayden coming back from concussion? Uh, I don't know that that matters all that much. Likely um, to return this week. Yeah. But injuries keep piling up. Is there, you know. That's their thing. I mean, it, it would certainly be helpful. The one thing that the Bengals do have are a couple of, of decent receivers. But on Monday night, too, like in primetime, I just – a Tomlin coach team versus Zach Taylor coach team. Yeah. And the fact that the Steelers are just getting – I mean, everyone. It's it's not even cool anymore to be like, yeah, I think they're yeah, overrated. Exactly. You know? So so, and the weather is going to be fine, like fifty-five degrees, sorry, forty-four degrees, about ten mile per hour winds, which is for this time of year fine, you know. Um, so there, there's not going to, and the total in this game is forty and a half, which means like they they just think Pittsburgh's going to win this game twenty-eight nothing, which I I feel like is a look. Here's the fair. other thing to think about: the zigzag zigzag theory of gambling. I can't speak English. The uh, last Monday night game was a thriller. This one is it's destined be, to be a doozy. A doozy, yeah. A disaster. Um, okay. That, that, that one I just want to throw out of the way because I do think there's some value I think there. It's, it's worth not compelling at all. I but. think it's worth considering. Right now the spread is 12 and a half. Um, Pittsburgh favorite, obviously. Total 40 and a half. All right. Uh, let's talk about – here are a couple games with some decently sized uh, spreads where I think the underdog is compelling. The first, the Houston Texans against the Indianapolis Colts. This one is in Indy. And to me, this is a perfect spot for the Texans, who looked so, so, so bad against Chicago. It was Deshaun Watson against the world. But Deshaun Watson is a pretty prideful dude. Indianapolis does not really have the tenacious defensive line. I mean, it's got a really good defensive line, but I don't think they have anyone the caliber of Khalil Mack. Um, and while DeForest Buckner is really good, so is yeah. Akeem Hicks. So, um, you know, I, I like Houston to bounce back spot here. They're plus seven. They could have won that game against Indy a couple weeks ago on mm -hmm. the goal line, and they fumbled it away. It's a division game. It's the second game. I actually kind of like plus 265 as well. Ooh. Yeah, this one, I mean, Brandon Cooks is going to return, which means the receiving position is going to be a lot less of a disaster. Do you see Jordan Akins lose that mm -hmm. ball in the sun mm -hmm. and hit him like right in the throat? Of course, I saw that. Yeah. Broken throat, by the way. Frank Rag now. Um, Xavier Rhodes, questionable. Darius Leonard, questionable. Um, obviously, Indy's still playing for the division. I think they're plus 135 to win the AFC South. Um, so, you know, if you have Titans division futures, obviously you want Houston to play a good game in this one. Um, I don't mind it at all. Uh, I, I like it. They both uh, average the same amount of expected points throwing the football uh, on offense. Um, I think Indy could also, in, in a big way, just sort of try to run this game out, which is silly, but like that's kind of how they play. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, I like it. Okay, so then the other team, the team in the driver's seat for the AFC South is Tennessee. They're a 10.5-point favorite to the Lions. Yeah, right now it's Chase Daniel. No. Stafford's another quarterback who has, like, her Herbertian numbers when clean and pressure. Yeah, it's weird. 
Um, he's leading the league right now in PFF passing grade when pressured. The the one thing that I have to go with here, um, I have to look at to see if he's going to play before I make this bet is Kenny Galladay. Kenny G. Um, you know, I, I, I've said this a number of times, but no offense. Um, no offense really changes more than the Lions do. And, and so, so far this week, no practice for Gallaud and no practice for Stafford. So this is really a tough one to, to think about. Tennessee is one of those where, like, let's say Detroit gets behind. They're just giving it to Henry. Yep. And it's like, you know, you, you might as well. Yeah, uh, but not- at the same time, we're just two weeks away from the, the uh, Cleveland Browns walking in there and absolutely running it you know taking it all over them in the passing game so yeah i definitely like houston as a a plucky dog a lot more than detroit but i had to bring it up all right um where do you want to go next all first time depositors at monkey knife fight that put in at least twenty dollars to their account while using the promo code pff are going to get a free pff edge annual subscription which is a forty dollar value so simple math put in twenty dollars you get forty dollars back plus you could spend that twenty dollars playing a bunch of really fun daily fantasy and prop games at Monkey Knife Fight. They're a bunch of fun. They're easy to understand. Uh, and they also have some really cool merch. As I said repeatedly, Sean Watson, one of the swaggiest guys in the entire NFL, he rocks it. So it means it's good. $20 Monkey Knife Fight, promo code PFF, you get a free PFF annual, annual Edge subscription. DraftKings Sportsbook, ever heard of them? America's top-rated sportsbook app is wishing you all of you the happiest of holidays as we are too and to kick into the season of giving DraftKings has a pretty sweet promotion maybe you have perused twitter and seen the nba starting perhaps you saw james harden who looked like uh khaled alameen justin uh jason peters uh who else did he look like kendrick perkins uh looked like basically an enlarged james harden anyways you can bet on james harden or any other NBA team using promo code PFF and you get a free 75 points. In other words, you get plus 75 on any team you want and that basically gives you a nice free double down on your first bet at DraftKings uh, Sportsbook. Now, the key is you can't blow it all the second you win it. You gotta be smart from there on out. So you get kind of one bet, you can bet it on James Harden, but then maybe you wanna bet on someone that is in shape. DraftKings Sportsbook has it all. UFC 256 will feature plenty of people that are in shape, so you can go bet on all the different matches happening in the MMA. Remember, it is promo code PFF on the DraftKings Sportsbook. There's also a $1,000 sign-up bonus when you use that promo code. So take advantage of all this great stuff. They have great odds boost. The playoffs are coming. You need it. Get involved. And it's for a limited time only. Remember, you must be 21, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania. Michigan is coming soon. Bonus is comprised of a first-time deposit. Deposit bonus requires a 25-time playthrough. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. There is a bunch of great opportunities on PFF.com. Whether you are looking for a gift for yourself or someone else this holiday season, there's, of course, PFF Edge, which gets you all of the content, uh, the premium content, plus the majority of the fantasy tools. That is a nice easy round number $40 per year it's a great value but you may want to step your game up a little bit and there's a great promotion going on with pff elite subscription if you buy pff elite subscription and use the promo code action a-c-t-i-o-n you will get a free year of action networks action pro subscription which is usually a hundred dollars you get it for free 
So um, a lot of different ways to make this holiday the best holiday ever. And if you're just looking for some great free content, a bunch of great podcasts out there, there is, of course, the Chris Collinsworth podcast with Richard Sherman. They talk to Mitchell Schwartz. Mitchell Schwartz, by the way, in this podcast, has one of the best Super Bowl champion digs that I have ever heard. It was very subtle. You should go check it out. Plus, one of the best stories I've ever heard about Lawrence Taylor that Chris Collinsworth tells. You could just go check it out. It was a lot of fun. Um, and then, of course, there's... On the, the field or... It's a little of both. Oh, nice. Actually. That's, and, and, that's Lawrence Taylor's career, by the way. Right. A little of both. And the best part is... Um, it is there's nothing illicit or bad about it and that that's what i was totally thrown off it's a great story just go listen to the podcast uh there's also the pff uh daily betting podcast and pff nfl daily the PFF fantasy podcast our podcast which you're listening to right now but there's a bunch of other great ones wherever you get your podcasts this wonderful podcast is brought to you by our good friends at pristineauction.com in case you've forgotten Check out the daily auctions. They have a $1 starting bid. There's over 8,000 football items up for auction. There are helmets, side balls, jerseys, the whole thing. They're great gifts for any football fan in your family or extended family. Uh, maybe you have someone that you particularly hate on the other side of your family. Get them something from the team they despise. Just saying. A lot of different ways. A lot. How many, how many uh, people are sending their uh, uncles Washington football team t-shirts? I would say hopefully a lot okay. and get them signed uh, at pristineauction.com. Uh, Pristine Auction guarantees authenticity on every product. And if you use promo code PFF, you get $10 off your first Washington football team signed item. Actually, I'm, I'm kidding. It's anything. Don't take me literally. I'm an idiot. $10 off promo code PFF, pristineauction.com. All right. This is one that I, I think has some legs. It's kind of sneaky. I like the over in Jacksonville, Baltimore. Ooh, it's 47 and a half. Why yeah. do you like it? Spread of 13. Uh, I think the, the Ravens defense right now, 15th in our ranking, um, hampered a little bit by COVID, right? Jimmy Smith, questionable to shoulder. His replacement on Monday night got abused. Um, the, uh, you know, Calais Campbell's not playing all that much. Um, Obviously, it makes me a little bit worried about, you know, the offensive line for Jacksonville is kind of a nightmare. Um, but we've seen, you know, Minshew have success before. And, you know, Lamar looked very spry on Monday Night Football. He looked like a good uh, good football player again. Um, and, you know, if he if they catch a few passes, I mean, what, Ravens could score 31 of these? Yeah, that's a good point. The blowout potential is definitely there. And, and Minshew's, Minshew's going to try. He's just fighting to the end. Yeah, and they have good receivers and all that kind of stuff. I, I don't know if it's my favorite one. Um, James Robinson's good. You know, like, there there are reasons to like Jacksonville's offense. Mm -hmm. um, but it, it's not my favorite one. There's not a ton of value on the board here. No, it's, it's tough. We're late in the season, man. Um, okay, let's talk about Philly. This line has moved a little bit. It was seven. Arizona favored, now six, um, total of 49 and a half. Are you ready to buy in or maybe buy out of the Arizona Cardinals and by virtue of that buy into the Philadelphia Eagles? I could, yeah. I mean, is there any motivational issue if, if the Bears beat – so the Bears or Vikings are going to win at 1 o'clock. Mm -hmm. So this is a huge game for the Cardinals – Irregardlessly. Yep. Um, Irregardless, I think. 
and I'm just messing. Oh, okay. I'm just joking. Um, so, <laughs> they're good. honestly, I can't lay the points with the Cardinals. So, like, the Eagles might just be the play. The problem is I, I worry about going to the well on a rookie quarterback second game after an okay mm-hmm. first game. Like yeah. that. But the the Eagles, here's one. that's one way to look at it. But let me flip the script on you here and say, okay, they beat the Saints. He did not throw the ball particularly well. And, and they were still able to win the game because of the rushing floor. Like he, he's legitimate. We talked about this before the game. He has running back skills, and it showed. Mm-hmm. He didn't take a sack, and he gained over 100 yards on the ground. Like That floor for your team is massive. I mentioned this on Sunday night. What the Arizona Cardinals have always had with Kyler Murray was this look, no matter what happens, this guy's athletic enough to make this a positive play. And I actually think Jalen Hurts gives that to the Eagles. And the Eagles are sitting here. Okay. So this game's at 4 p.m. The Washington football team may be quarterbacked by Dwayne The Rock Haskins against Seattle. Okay. Does he even need the H? It's just asking. (laughs) He he almost cost us the game at game. I'm just... It's I'm incredible. Infuriated, yeah. So, so Seattle goes in, dumps on the Washington football team. Okay, so the Washington football team has this loss. The Eagles are sitting there like, okay, the Giants are about to get their their yeah. shit kicked in against the Browns on Sunday night. This is our chance. Let's go win this game as another big underdog. This is the Philly, the Philadelphia Eagle dog masks return. Get their second W as an underdog here. I kind of like plus two twenty five. The Arizona Cardinals did not win that game in New York. The New York Giants are not a good football team. Daniel Jones was noticeably hurt. Any team could have beat the Giants on Sunday. I agree, Um, but here's my question. Slay, concussion, no practice. Avante Maddox, knee, um, limited participation. This Mm -hmm. Michael Jaquette, Josh Sweat, who actually had a really good game. Like they're 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 contemplating putting Jalen Mills at corner again. Oh, I thought you were gonna say Jalen Hurts. I'd play Jalen Hurts at corner too. Okay, but but do you think? I just don't. Yeah, I like Eagles plus six. I the thing is is that I just can't see the the Arizona Cardinals separating from somebody. I can see them winning the game. I can see mm-hmm. it being ugly. I can see them being just an absolute train wreck in the first round of the playoffs. But you know the the, the Eagles problem is that they're. There's really they were super fragile to come in, and now, like, I mean, I I just don't think like Isaiah Simmons is going to take the angle that Quan Alexander took on that stupid touchdown by Miles Sanders. Like, you know what I mean? He was classic. That's why the Niners traded him because he's he sucks. Yeah, I I don't have an argument there other than you mentioned all these cornerbacks being injured. the The passing game of the Cardinals is just not that efficient. And that's what we're seeing yeah. with when Kyler Murray is hurt. They haven't taken advantage of, of the passing game in the way that they do when he can scramble. So, All right, let's root for Jalen Hurts then. I'm not sure I want to make it the lock of the week, though. Okay. What well, you want the Saturday tease. That's what you want. You want the Saturday teaser. Look. Uh, you've caught the teaser fever is what you had. I want to wake up on Sunday, and I just want to, I want to, I want to have that little bounce by the way, step. By the way, you know how nice it is to have Saturday football? The, the live show on Sunday is going to be... Not we can games. let some games breathe. Thank you. Let, let some games breathe. breathe. Open it up. Let it breathe. Exactly. 
maybe decant a little bit. Isn't that weird how we think about things now? You're like, oh, there's three. You're a little weird. I thought of it this way. Saturday is usually the day that I try to do, I try to decompress a little bit. Yeah. I try to do uh, like bucket a bunch of time where I just don't do work. And the games being on kind of throws that for a loop. You might just have to not work out on Saturday. Yeah, that might. that's definitely <laughs> what I'm going to do. <laughs> Sorry, I know the I know the I know the buttons. Yeah, I know the buttons. Yeah, that's definitely what it'll be. Remember when we had the we had a live show that we recorded at like seven? Oh my god! Remember how I awful slept that was? On the, the Remember how awful that was? Games. Yeah, we learn, live and learn. But I like I worked the, out before the iterative that game. process. It was a disaster. I've never felt worse in my life. Okay, what do we? So we're doing the tease. There's nothing else I like to tease it with, so let's do it. Buffalo, Buffalo. Josh Allen. Aaron Rodgers. Our We're bills. betting on MVPs again. Our bills. Our bills. Our bills and our Packers. No longer soft. Um, there it is. Bills, Packers, tees. Let's get it. All right. We're going to get to uh, our good friends, Andy and Drew, from the Deep Dive podcast. Uh, this is going to be a lot of fun. So enjoy. All right. It is uh, our great pleasure to welcome back the dynamic duo of the Deep Dive pod, Andy and the whale capper, Andy Molitor and Drew Dinzik. Uh, their podcast powered by Bestbirds. They're going to hop on YouTube and be. they're going to go live before this podcast even comes out. So you're listening to this, you go check it out. Well, it's sort of back. like when uh, Chris Carter went to the Vikings in the 90s. Andy, you remember this. And he asked Roger Craig, who used to play for the Niners, what is Jerry Rice doing that I'm not doing? And he's like, well, he's up three hours before you. Their podcast is up three hours before ours. That's true. Uh, wait. <laughs> Oh, this one. I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you guys are making the one, the Sunday night one at like 3 a.m. <laughs> Cincinnati time, though. Yeah, I don't know how you do that. I do not know. Well, I have to plug Eric in. I take Mondays off. To an outlet uh, at about the start of the fourth quarter. <laughs> <laughs> George actually like works the Sunday night football game. I'm kind of a hangers on. So by the time it's over, like he still has energy and I'm, I'm. We made a pact that we were going to start drinking coffee before. So I bought this, um, this like, you know, uh, thing on Amazon of, of cold brew coffee. So I have it in my fridge and every Sunday I'm like on my way to the office and I have a reminder to pick up two cans of this cold brew coffee for us to drink. And I have forgotten it every fucking time. <laughs> so I keep expecting us to have a lot of juice. And unfortunately, like poor Eric has been like, you know, dying on, on death's door. You know what could solve this problem? What's so that? I got I got an easy solution for you. Okay. Move move uh, move headquarters west. What are you guys doing in Cincinnati? Move out move move out to California uh, and then you're on Pacific time and then it's not Ooh, three in the morning. Yeah, then it's like then it's like eleven, eleven at night. What an incredible idea. I, I don't know who else yeah, yeah. could have George, possibly been George, on board. George has pitched the LA idea. A number of times. I might, you know, I'll get a petition and we can this is evidence. This is evidence for you. This is data for you. This is true. All right. Here's what I want to start with. Um, last time uh, we were on, we talked about like who we think we got, we were kind of right on, who we were wrong on. I want to look forward here. We're almost to the playoffs. Think I like to think about the teams that I'm going to bet against in the first round of the playoffs. Um, but who are some of the teams that you're right now you're buying and who are the ones that you're kind of writing off and or selling from a betting perspective? 
Man, it's, you want to it's go first? tough this time. Yeah, it's tough this time of year because like the the buying and selling is almost over, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's so tough because the market has been so well informed after what 13, 14 weeks that it does get really tricky. It's so much of it is just keeping up an injury and COVID news right now and and getting in before stuff moves. But I mean, there's still our teams that we find when we do our Sunday opener stuff, where it's like, well, this isn't right. Uh, I guess we're buying a little on San Francisco. I said that, you know, we, we took an early number there and I updated all my power numbers, put in all my stuff, let it, let it run. It's, you know, my waiting and put it through. And then I looked on the other end and said, my biggest edge was to bet San Francisco minus three, even though I'd already bet a minus one. Like that, that's how close a lot of the numbers are this week. It's like, well, you should just bet San Francisco again. So even, even though they have had some bad news, I think they're still probably a little underrated, and maybe some of that is the we have to we have to rate coaching a little higher than maybe the market does at times. But I mean, I'm I'm excited to fade basically all these teams that are in like the five, six, and seven spots in the playoffs. Yeah, don't this you think? Is, do you think that there mm. is some sort of like grading them on a curve because they're relevant in this new structure as opposed to actually being good? Yeah, it is tough. There, there have been times where teams got left out. What about your Patriots, Drew, in, in like 2011 or whenever it was? The, the Castle Patriots. 2008. 2008, 2008 Patriots, yeah. yeah. That team would have that team would have gotten smoked in the playoffs. Um, yeah, I mean, the, the, I, I get your point, Andy, that it's like buying and selling is kind of over. But like the last three, four weeks, um, the top three teams that I downgraded just based on their performance the prior week, like they all cover the next week. Like it's been like clockwork now going on four weeks in a row. Um, you know, the teams that, that just stink it up, you know, come out the next week, they address a couple of issues that really plagued them, that really cost them, you know, their performance. And then, you know, the following week, they, you know, they're, they're a totally different team. They're sharper. The market wants nothing to do with them. So you're getting a little bit of free line value. You know, we're, we're seeing that a lot down the stretch here. And I think that's, you know, if you're just going to play, um, you know, play the numbers that way and just say, you know, Hey, this is, you know, this is at any, any given week is such a small sample size in a sport that's, you know, that is all small sample size that, you know, you really shouldn't be adjusting these teams much week in, week out. Um, and if the market is, then, you know, you can probably take advantage of that to some degree. I'm sure there's a lot of that this week. We've seen some of these numbers move, um, you know, two, three points here on injury news. A lot of that is speculative. I'm not sure I completely, uh, I, you know, I guess maybe it, key example tennessee went from eight and a half to 11 mm-hmm. on on matt stafford's not well um on top of the lions playing terrible if it's you know announced and a, and a in the next 24 throat. hours and a fractured throat to the center that was not great <laughs> but uh if it's announced in the next uh um you know few if it's not in the next 24 hours that chase daniel starting on sunday this could move another two three points 13 right i mean and how did you know how do you kind of divorce the original line move from eight and a half to 11 from whatever happens after this, right? Some people obviously bet into this number, move this market, uh, assuming that, um, you know, Stafford's not going to go same sort of thing with the, uh, um, you know, with the giants number moving, I think, and with the, you know, Daniel Jones, uh, you know, is he in or is he out? Um, and you know, there, there will be some opportunity to capitalize on that this week. Um, I have, I am having a really, really tough time making a case for many dogs this week, which is a little concerning. <laughs> this, this is a yeah. real lopsided card, um, you know, and 
I, you know, and in the back of my head, I'm wondering some of these teams that are totally out of the playoff hunt, uh, you know, what kind of motivation are you going to really even get from them at this point? What about um, a team? What about a team know, like in Houston? In a normal year, it's questionable. This year, it might be really well, tough. You, you bring up such a good point because this year, motivation can actually get a team not hurt, but like under, like if they don't take the pro- COVID protocol seriously, then the whole right. ship is sailed. I was going to ask because you said making a case for underdogs, which I think is the other side of the thing you just said, which is when you downgrade a team the next week they cover. Have you found a similarly symmetric thing where when you upgrade a team? So let's say Denver, for example, last week played a very good game. Um, sure. Uh, a team like a team like Tennessee played a very good game. Um, so on and so forth. Even even the Ravens, like I don't, they didn't. I don't think they played a great game, but parts of their team played great uh, against Cleveland. Like, do you find then the yeah. next week that they're I'm seeing, yeah, zigzag theory. We're, we're into so, the NBA playoffs here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the zig the zig on the zig on the down is a one week yep. period. The zig on the up is a two week period. Right. So some team makes a big adjustment. They're doing something right. Uh, and the market doesn't really necessarily catch on to it in one week. It takes a couple weeks till, you know, and maybe it's just, you know, the team that they're playing, reviewing the film, figuring out exactly what nuance they've incorporated that all of a sudden has got them playing like a, uh, you know, an eight win team instead of a five win team. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it took a couple of weeks for teams to catch on to what uh, Houston was doing, but, uh, it's tough to uh, anyone who would watch that Houston Chicago game on Sunday would recognize, well, Chicago figured out what Houston was doing well on top of Houston's, yeah. you know, cluster injury at wide receiver, finally catching up to them. Um, but you know, that was one of those where Houston came up one week, came up a second week. And then the third week, it was sort of a, a dump. And, um, it's, uh, it's, that's kind of been the, the cycle uh, over the last half of the season here. And, uh, you know, whether this is predictable or something you can even carry to the future is, uh, is not obvious, but, um, I think it's a nice angle to think about, especially on the buy low side. Um, you know, if you're going to catch, catch a few points or, you know, a few percent, um, you know, a free line value, just because yeah, the, the bears last market probably... is good. So does that, does that, does that lead us to the Falcons again? All all roads all roads lead to Atlanta because they're they were we, we that's actually a James Harden quote yeah we laid we laid the four points with Tampa on Sunday night I'm assuming uh, I I can't remember if you said you did Andy on the show we were on Monday but like now it's at six Atlanta coming off of some pretty uninspiring performances um, a divisional game although they haven't played yet this year Tom Brady I think somewhat of fool's gold right now in some ways your hatred for Tom I know Brady. but it's just like is it I mean is this a spot is this a spot that you guys like or is are you guys laying it with Tampa there's so many knives to this catch this the, week man yeah. the, it's between the, that it's one like was this, easy to, to ignore yeah the, yeah and I, I just ignore Atlanta games at this point in the season there's a few teams where I just I'm not going to because of the, the questionable motivation. And my number makes it like five and a half, it looks like. So I'm fine with the move. I didn't want to take Tampa on the road here. But like looking at that, and all of these games are going to get to a point where we're going to show value on the other side. And if Tampa keeps getting bet, if, you know, if Denver gets to like seven, if Philly gets out too far, all of these, I mean, you're just going to be looking up and there's all these knives ready for catching and every one of them has like a huge huge downside as far as like philly's defensive injuries yeah the number could be too big but with all those defensive injuries are they just gonna get smoked 
Denver with like zero. Yeah. They put both of those corners on the IR today. Mm-hmm. So now they're, I think they're down four defenders in the defensive backfield. Like they could just get shredded. It, there's so many of these, you know, it's a lot of what if, and that's what the whole thing is. But I mean, they all have that one sure. glaring problem cluster injury. And it's, it's what's, I'm, I'm the same as you this week, Drew, as far as, you know, it's really hard to get on some of these dogs, even once I start showing value. And, you know, Atlanta getting out to like, where it's getting now i mean are we pushing seven i haven't even tracked that market that much one thing that it's, it's, really it's still that it's still i'm, at, I'm at four and a half on that game but i can't yeah, I'm go at anywhere five near it. Same, so there's yeah so i have huge line value there another good example is the chargers as a dog um i have the chargers oh. as a better team than the raiders they're three-point dogs uh I, but you know i'm not i, I kind of <laughs> learned my lesson the hard way i'm i i Anthony Lynn is such a minus in terms of, you know, just in-game decision-making that, um, you know, why bother? You know, if if he's going to take points off the field in novel ways, week in, week out, then you can't realistically trust the numbers that are based on offense. That's such a that's such a good so, way to put it um, in novel ways, right? He's just like the Chargers find ways. They invent ways uh, to lose and to lose. I mean, they're worse than the Falcons. The you know in the 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 most Falconian yeah. teams in the league are the Chargers, the Falcons, and then the Eagles. Those That's are the three point. the three Falcon teams yeah. in the league. What do you guys do? The make biggest of... upset of the week last week was that Chargers Falcons didn't end in the tie, right? Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> they tried. I had the over in that game. It was excruciating. Actually, they, they tried and shockingly <laughs> did not execute. What are you guys doing with a team like the Cardinals? Because the Cardinals beat the Giants last week in the most predictable game of all time which is that the giants win one game have a shot to win the nfc east every single media market talks about them because it's the giants nbc puts them on sunday night fucking football because it's the giants they go out and absolutely take a shit on the field okay the arizona cardinals just showed up and got a w they're now like, you know, they're six point favorites to the Eagles. So you make the case for the Eagles cluster injury at, at corner, but are the Cardinals, like, are they really that good of a team? They're a team that I think, even if they make it into the playoffs, might be a team that I'd bet against too. Oh, absolutely. Round one of the playoffs, Kyler Murray's first ever playoff start, that's an automatic fade. Automatic. I don't care if they're going up against Washington football team. I'm probably taking Washington football team in that spot. I, I hope um, they're in I, over they, Minnesota just for that reason. Oh yeah, same. Absolutely, absolutely, hundred percent agree. Minnesota is probably a team you want to back because no one's you know, they're going to be like a double digit dog to. There's going to be so um, many Kirk Cousins narratives that you're going to want to fade. Oh geez, we might get Saints New Orleans again if Minnesota sneaks into the seven. Holy smokes! <laughs> I'll probably back. I'll probably back Minnesota ten point dogs give in me, that give one. Give me however many um, points you want to give me on that one. That's yeah, what we yeah, both did. No, we both bet Arizona last week. It didn't even feel uh, yes, it, like yeah. George, what George said was kind of right. They just showed up. Like they didn't finish drives, yeah. they kicked a lot of field goals. The cover never felt in doubt, even when it was they hadn't scored that many points yet. It just felt like, oh, they're just going to keep doing this, and they'll they'll rack up the threes here, and we'll get this done, and yeah. we'll go home. That was a that was one where I I can't believe the market didn't move further on that one. I had that one. I think we both had that on the other side of three. Uh, we bet a two and mm-hmm. a half early, and it really it really didn't take off in the market. But again, like Arizona, I, I don't know where you have them. If you have your numbers in front of them, I make them two points better than an average team. I two have point zero. exactly. We have them at one point four. Yeah, so they're not great. Okay. Well, okay, I guess yeah. I mean, they're they're the best team overall in my rankings. 
We bet over 47. That was a nice yeah, look. That's how you take yeah, advantage of the, the cluster. 49 range now. Yeah, that's a good I think it's still going to go up, too. I mean, yeah, there's, I guess, I, I saw, and Andrew's right, like, that was a bad game by Arizona, and they covered without a sweating. And they scored 26 points, even though by the, the number of plays they ran in, uh, you know, in Giants territory, in the red zone, I would have expected that any other team, neutral team, to score like 40, and they scored 26, right? Like they left a ton of points in the field. Their red zone offense is still very poor. Um, I want to give the Giants defense a little bit of credit. They played up every time uh, Arizona was, you know, was was getting close, I felt like. Um, And they try hard, you know, credit to the Giants for trying. Like they haven't quit. Um, But, you know, Kyler Murray, I, I saw some um, more of what was kind of the first half of the season where they were utilizing him uh, in the running attack more. So maybe his shoulders healed up. He's more willing to take some hits, take some chances. That's a positive for them, at least in this regular season home stretch here. Um, but this week against Philly, the seeing this number get out to six and a half is kind of it's tough to defend. I'm at minus two and a half on Philly, plus two on Arizona. So I would have made this four and a half or five. Um, and to see it keep drifting like this is is surprising, especially given that Jalen Hurts is such a huge upgrade over Carson Wentz in terms of just ability to score points and or not take points off of the board by turning it over in the red zone. There's yeah, literally the not a facet two. of life that Jalen Hurts isn't an upgrade over Carson Wentz in. It's like, it's like literally like- Arm you, sleeves? It's like you have a shitty girlfriend, you dump her, and then all of a sudden the next day you meet like, Oh, like a totally normal human being that has her shit together, and you start dating, and everyone goes, "Wow, what a total upgrade for you!" <laughs> this this girl knows how to dress; she can cook. Like the girl you were dating, like couldn't make toast. It was a total disaster. Let alone avocado toast, right, George? <laughs> Let alone. The, here's one that I think I, I'm if I'm trying to discern what you guys are talking about, and I I want to guess a game that you guys might be on. Patriots plus two and a half. I am afraid that it's going to be surprise Jared Stidham show, so I could not take Ooh, that one. Okay, um, I show a little value to the Patriots side too, but yeah, I do too. Yeah, and yeah, Miami, um, no receivers, no tight ends. Um, so and they can't run. Their running scheme is yeah. is a joke. Um, I don't know how they're going to move the ball and score on this one. Uh, the Patriots extra time to prepare off of an embarrassing loss on Thursday Night Football. Cam Newton. I mean, I don't know why you start Cam Newton if you're Bill Belichick, other than you're just trying to still keep your win-loss record historically impressive. Mm-hmm. Um, it's probably more important as an organization to evaluate what you have in Jared Stidham. I personally see Jared Stidham grading as good as like Jake Luton and Dwayne Haskins. He's kind of in the very bottom tier of NFL players we've seen take snaps this year. So um, if he's that bad, you know, you need to know. Uh, you know, right away, you need to you know, get a little yeah. bit bigger sample size. You need to there. touch the stove um, once with some of those guys. <laughs> like you need to touch Ryan, the, the Ryan Finley st- stove one time last year, and exactly. of course, you know, you, you, Jake Luton, Gardner yeah. Minshew required a little yeah. bit more burning, right? But like that one's basically over. I still have scars. I still have the mania's back, buddy. Yeah. Um, it's back down there. That that one's interesting because I, I think we originally liked the Dolphins, and then of course, like a lot of injuries came through on the receivers, mm-hmm. and you know, Tua's not, you know, a finished product by any stretch of imagination. Out, yeah. But um, that one's interesting. There's also one, and we, we did we talk about this off air or did we talk about it on air? It was like the Jets 
plus 199, I think, where I saw it, to win a game the rest of the year. <laughs> I, I do think Bill Belichick, like, tanks at least. Week 17. Yeah, exactly. Just because if ja- if the Jaguars are 1-14 and the Jets are 0-15, oh the guy's totally going to try to get it out of the division. If he doesn't, I will lose respect for Bill Belichick. Yeah. What do you guys think? What do you think that money line will be, That's though? Tough. I mean, yeah. just I would think the money line might be even bigger just for that. If, that, if for you're that concentrating on that yeah. particular game, you know, you lose yeah, some of right. the – because the Jets almost beat the Raiders somehow. You know, you lose some of the, right. the value in the other two games, but I would think that money line would be what – what, what would Where you is make? that game in Fox? I don't know though. Like, it's what in, if they those start... other two games? Those other two games are the Rams and the Browns, though. So okay, yep. So yeah, I think you you take the money line in Week 17 just okay. as a tickler. Yeah, I mean, what, but the what, problem um, is, is if if he tips his hand in any way, shape, well, or form. That's what I was going to ask. What's the money line with Jared Stidham? Yeah. Eh. First the Jets. Yeah. Hmm. Ooh. Maybe. Oh man, it's going to be a six-point game, probably. Maybe plus three hundred. I could plus two fifty. I love that. I, I would take the Jets absolutely with my. Nothing yeah. would make me more feel like more of a sharp slash addicted gambler than t- than waiting with bated breath <laughs> to take the Jets in Week Seventeen, yeah. <laughs> thinking that Bill Belichick is going to tank. Knowing That's that like Adam Gaze, brain knowing bet. that Adam Gaze <sighs> does not give two shits about no. the tank yep. at all. And, and Adam Gase would hang it. a banner. It's, it's going to be on the other side of seven, Drew. I mean, that you can't make that six, I don't think. think? Just looking at oh, it. Just being, being in Fox late in the year. Even if, even if they're, say, they're tanking. I'm guessing Adam, you're going to. Adam Gase, I don't know what his house looks like. I would guess that Adam Gase has one of those really weird houses that's, like, way overdone. <laughs> with like decoration, very spooky. He is getting a banner made that says, I kept Trevor Lawrence out of New York. Yeah, just to spite them on the way out. That's... He's gonna have like, I, he's not gonna put like key players on IR because he wants them to play week 17. Dude, he's, like, he's, he's probably never given a good halftime yeah. speech. He's gonna come into that locker room on week 17 and they're, <laughs> gonna, out. they're gonna be, they're gonna, it's gonna be Al Pacino. Yeah, it's gonna be yeah. It's gonna be like Don yeah. Jr. At I the guess it was one of the warning signs when Gase was doing like the smelling salts on yes, the sidelines, yes. like a little aggressively. We should have should have picked up, up you know a couple of years ago. It's I gonna would... be like Don Jr. at the RSC. <laughs> yeah, but how, how are you then gonna go execute <laughs> an NFL game plan if you're you know if you're high on high on? Well, it, it, look, <laughs> the Delta is not that different there's from where gonna, it's been. There's gonna be a time when Adam Gase is on cameo. You know, the app where you can pay people to like, do things for you. And I am going to pay whatever it costs to have him read the inches we need are all right in front of us speech uh, in its entirety. I love that. You, you love funding it. Adam Gates' side it. hustle no, post that about money well spent. That can is. you imagine? Yeah. Crazy eyes. Yeah. Dude. Oh, that'd be incredible. That's yours it. forever. That's not exactly. just a moment. You can show yeah. that to your grandkids. I could buy the publishing rights, you know, and then. Be, <laughs> Do you guys? Oh uh, man, I hope the Jets. I hope the Jets beat the Patriots Week Seventeen because I think Andy, you, I think you prognosticated that like in Week we, we've been, Nine. Yeah, we've or, been saying it for a while. Yeah. Like that. That's like, and now, now you got, I gotta like, go well, cut Eric, that clip and put Eric's it up point there, yeah. too. Like, there's now there's like a tangible reason just for mm-hmm. Bill to screw over that that organization one more time. Yeah, and then uh, just lose the yeah. game and retire. Yeah, that that's, that's... and retire. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not even coaching next year. I just wanted to screw the Jets. <laughs> um, what do you guys What do you guys think about this week? So we had a discussion, Kansas City, New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Uh, George seems to think that Breeze is playing. 
other people I've talked to, I was on the air with Bobby Aber last night, and like he was like, "This is the ninth consecutive podcast that you have about- managed to get Bobby Aber's name," and I'm starting he, to get worried. I talked. <laughs> do I need to talk to no, Steph, the, Stephanie Eager? It's this. It's the. It's the immediately previous day. So he said he claimed that Breeze was not playing. That's too hard to play quarterback with that many broken ribs. Blah blah blah. And yet the number here is now three, almost two and a half in some places, right? This yeah, this number says Breeze is playing. Oh boy. How is they, Kansas, they didn't take him off the IR? Like they designated him for return, but they've not taken how him off the Kansas IR. How is Kansas City Wednesday? I don't know. How is Kansas City not an absolute smash with the uncertainty that is at the quarterback position? For because the isn't because isn't this Sean Payton? This is Sean Payton's mo. This is the most Paytonian move. They, they had I would agree with that, but let me let me let me let me, uh, let me spin a little narrative. Okay. Let me let me I'm go to narrative town here, and I'll spin you a little narrative. You guys tell me if you're buying or selling. Weave it. Okay. Um, last week they go into Philly. If they win that game, um, we see a totally different game plan from New Orleans in this game versus Kansas City. It's got all the bells and whistles that a typical big time spot New Orleans Saints under Sean Payton game has, right? All of the all of the misdirection, all of the aggressiveness, everything you've ever wanted to see in a good offensive mind, right? They lose to Philadelphia. And now there's, you know, anything he's been planning, everything he's been working on, everything he's had in his back pocket, he's actually incentivized now to save it for the playoffs. Mm-hmm. There's really no reason to put it on tape now. None, right? They, they can't lose the tiebreaker to the Rams. So realistically, take your loss, take, you know, take your loss to the Chiefs here and then just, you know, get Breeze healthy, win your final two games, you're the two seed. You know, it's over, right? You know, they, you can't count on, the Packers dropping one down the stretch. They're not playing anyone tough enough. Um, I think it's reasonable that whatever Peyton had in mind heading into the Philly game, he's, he's changed course. And I don't a hundred percent know what they're doing with the kind of the misinformation or, you know, around there in the media. I saw uh, Ian Rappaport tweet two totally contradictory things today, four hours apart. Uh, and one tweet was, there's it's unlikely he's going to play and the next one is this is a great sign he's going to play so who in who in the world knows uh you know what is really going on with new orleans um but just as an outsider looking at how bad that injury was and hearing some of the whispers about setbacks he's had in practice um you know i i doubt we see breeze and, and for, i doubt we see an a plus game plan from new orleans i'm going to add just some completely unrelated data but dr david chow standing in front of a junior say jersey said he was likely to play Oh, so he's definitely not. So he's definitely not. <laughs> yeah, so there, there's, yeah, there's no chance. With that. Well, and and just some of the things that are happening too, like this pass rush is going a little under under noticed, I think league wide, and the fact that they're having some injuries up front, like it is a defense that can probably make them a little uncomfortable. I actually don't hate the under in this game, but that's not a freight train. Stop. I'm super excited to get get excited about. So I probably won't be involved in this one. It, it'll be you know we'll just we'll wait for this game again in January February. I I mean so I I took I did take the the Chiefs and I think it's I think this is the good plays for Andy Reid this is your um, you know this is your uh, dress rehearsal for the playoffs yeah the Chiefs 0-5 against their last two games are going to be non-competitive they got to get one dress rehearsal before they they get to the divisional round of the playoffs that's a great call the the Chiefs 0-5 against the spread the last six might be con- I mean I don't think it's contributing to it but it's it's also weird that this game on the you think look Andy's hearing it from his gambling buddies the, the look ahead hey, Andy all this more all this LDS <laughs> gambling buddies so the uh 
the look ahead for this game is right around three, right? And mm-hmm. is there anything because you you guys I would you guys bet look aheads too, and but like the limits are so small there that the books aren't anchoring to that though. It's no. It's just a. We- this is just a weird number to me. I what feel do you like. make the number, Drew? If you had to take out a, the narrative street, because <clears throat> I don't three. make it three. I make it like two and change. Oh, I'm, you I'm don't. I'm right there. Oh, okay. I make it like okay. two, two okay. point eight, two point uh, eight. Yeah. You know what? And my you know what power number of? has been has been bleeding for like five weeks, huh. and I'm at three now. What? This so what did we guess? I actually have this met back in 1991. And you know who won that game? Bobby Hebert. <laughs> Bobby freaking Hebert. This is the, the trivia on the show Bora. has been absolutely against, disgusting. Against, uh, I, was it Steve DeBerg? Oh. I, I would have to. It was Steve DeBerg <laughs> on the other side. Krishna Koi. This game, you know what this game reminds me of? This game reminds me of the Super Bowl we were cheated out of two years ago. Mm. I had so much freaking kansas city afc futures when they lost to the patriots on that stupid d ford offsides yeah it was brutal. and the you know i had some saints futures that they should have gone to this you know with that uh, no pi call against the rams and we get the worst super bowl of my lifetime with patriots rams instead of one of the best of you know first pat mahomes super bowl against the actual uh you know a younger man drew Brees and um, you know, this 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 this, uh, this should have been the Super Bowl we got the, two years ago, and we're getting cheated again because Drew Brees, even if he is out there, is not going to be. That year, I had exposure on New England, Kansas City, and New Orleans, and of course, L.A. In the first game of that that championship Sunday, we're we're down thirteen nothing through a fake punt uh, with Johnny Hecker, and then their best quarterback. Yeah, and then the Saints pissed it down. They're like, it, we, we were robbed, Drew. We were. And and that would have been indoors. Imagine Mahomes and Breeze indoors. So let, let's say this is the Super Bowl. I'm actually curious about this. Okay, let's say we're, both these teams do make it to the Super Bowl. What's the line in that game in Tampa? Some of it will be anchored to what happens on Sunday, um, sure. regardless of who's the quarterback. If, 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 the, if it's in Chiefs ass-kicking, which I expect it to be, um, I think you're probably going to see four and a half, five. Wow. Uh, they'll let it. They'll let the market kind of decide if they want six or three and a half. Hmm. Yeah, I'd be a, I'd be closer to three and a half. I think still, just because the the fact is that they'll have both beaten. I mean, at at that point, the Saints will have some good wins. And if the, if it is the Saints in the Super Bowl, they probably will have just won in Lambeau. They'll have some steam behind them, like three and a half, four is probably where you put that. Where, and I'm I'm fine with that number. I think I don't think you get down to three or up to six. Whereas if there if there's nothing in the AFC playoffs that will make you go, oh shit, the Chiefs, right? Like nothing. Hey, the Chiefs are good. <laughs> you know, like yeah, like, I mean, they, they are what they are. They're already the Chiefs. Yeah, last year, last year there was a little bit of like inevitability in the sense that they got behind. Yeah, like, everyone was like, "Well, can they can yeah. they get behind against a yeah. great defense yeah, like yeah, the yeah. Niners?" Yeah, because because the Tennessee game, like where they were outplayed for a half, and then they just yeah. kind of dump trucked them. And it's like, but this year, it's like, what what could the Chiefs do in the playoffs? Where we're, where we're like the betting market. I think the public might be like, "Oh, they've won thirty one three two games in a row." They're like pound Chiefs, but like the betters are going to be like, "Well, this was always in the range of outcomes," and that's a lot yeah. of credit. You, you, there is there is there isn't there is a, a a path that gets you like to a Kansas City minus seven, and we're only going to see two Chiefs home games in the playoffs yeah. probably. Yeah. Um, and the game number one could be against Philip Rivers and the Colts. 
Dear game God. number two could be about against Pittsburgh's and, and uh, Ben Roethlisberger. <laughs> Those could be like just absolute neuter, neutered. They could just n- scorched earth those teams so, so uh, in the playoffs. George, I will be those betting. quarterbacks I don't think are capable of scoring. George just had a response. So like anytime George brings up anything good about the Vikings, I kind of recoil. Like you said that the, you just implied that the Steelers were going to win two playoff games, and, and he kind of like just I sat up. He like he flexed his abs a little bit. He was like, "I'm juiced up now." <laughs> there, I cannot wait. If the if the Steelers, by some miracle of life, and that miracle of life would be Ben Roethlisberger surviving to that point, make it to play the Chiefs sure. in the playoffs, I am putting every dollar I have on the Kansas City Chiefs. Oh yeah, of course. I what mean, their their path—they're probably going to hold on to the two seed. What do you think about them getting Baker Mayfield in round one in his first ever playoff start? That's See, tough. That's where I was—I was looking at where where the seeding's going to line up. Yeah, in the AFC yeah. man. Like, yeah. Whoever whoever's going to go up that side, if it's because there's the Colts are thirty-five to one, the Browns I found a fifty to one. Like somebody who trickles up that side of the bracket mm-hmm. and ends up playing the Chiefs because you know the the Chiefs are not infallible they still have a bad defense for big chunks of the game Um, especially somebody with a decent offensive line if they can hold off uh, some of that pass rush that's been decent the last couple weeks it's uh it's definitely you know a big ass number like that isn't something I'd hate the seventh seed for the AFC is yeah, quite a bit better than the NFC, but but still matchup wise it might be tough because you're going to get quarterbacks in their first in their first playoff game ever, right? Yeah. Derek Carr's never started a playoff game. Yeah, I, I was going to say. Tua's I, never started a playoff game. Baker's never started I'm one. I'm really looking forward to betting against Baker Mayfield. And and playoff. Lamar's never won a playoff game if they're the seventh seed. <laughs> I And that's a team that I yeah. would want to yeah. bet on. Yeah, yeah. I want to bet on the Ravens if in you're, the playoffs. Yeah. If you're the one seed, so we had this discussion on Twitter about 100% conditioned agree. on the one seed, conditioned on you being the one seed. So you've already gotten it. The new playoff format is actually makes your chances of winning a little bit smaller, right? Because the true the two seed is less because of the way things work out isn't always the true two seed. Like last year's, the the Saints are better than the Packers, right? Mm-hmm. I would have given a higher likelihood that the Rams would have oh, would have taken oh. would have taken down the. Packers than the Vikings taking down the Saints and then the Saints get the true two seed based on merit and not uh, some fluky tiebreaker again it's obviously way better to get the one seed than the the two seed now but conditioned on being the one seed if you're sitting sitting in there yes because that's the thing if the Chiefs are sitting there at the one seed and you know that the Steelers advanced to round two then they don't have to go through Baltimore round one. They don't, mm-hmm. have, and and the the funny thing is, like a, a better team like Buffalo could elevate to the two seed and get a home playoff game because of the weakness of the Steelers in this new format. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. That's really interesting. And K- KC is going to so they, they have the, fans, right? Like you, if you're a home, if you get that one seed, and you're like, and I I don't even know if it's possible for somebody to get the one seed to be a team that doesn't have fans. Like that sucks because. Like the the year that you get this one seed and home field is completely the diminished. The Chiefs have had fans all year. Diminished yeah. by that, so Kansas City's had fans. The Packers I, I are not having fans now. the rest of the season, from what I heard. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. 
Oh, wow, really? Wisconsin has been, like, uniquely bad at COVID. They've had plenty of home playoff games. <laughs> yeah, I know I went there yesterday. It was sketchy. They won't They won't have fans, but the abominable snow monster will be on the yeah. field. Yeah, Sasquatch will be there. But yeah. <laughs> So, I mean, that – that. Like so, yeah. what um, – I'm kind of rooting for Kansas City, Green Bay. I think that's – I was rooting for Kansas City, Seattle, but I think now I'm rooting for Kansas City, Green Bay – as a Super God, Bowl, what's that total? A lot. I I bet our friend Brett Coleman on Twitter, by the way, that if Kansas City and LA make the Super Bowl, that's the one I think is your most likely outcome. You think so? What would you make the spread of that game? Yeah. That one's still that's three like and three and a half. half too. Yeah. yeah. I got even odds. Yeah. I'm pretty proud of myself. You got even odds on that. Mm-hmm. Because he he tweeted uh, he tweeted that that's he, stealing people's money. Well, you know, I don't go on Twitter often, but when I do, I'm very dangerous. You fight with Joe Banner, or you steal <laughs> Brett's money. <laughs> um, but he 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 thinks that the Rams, if, if the playoffs started today, I think is what he said, the Rams would be his pick to win the Super Bowl because he thinks that their defense can lock down the Chiefs. And so I said, well, does that mean that you'd give me even odds against the Chiefs if that happens and there's no like you know major injury? said yes so i think well, i think it's over Rams, three. They're, they're my number one nfc team right now really they just they, they slip past the same yeah. Packers. and we do this every week where i'm like oh look like we do the rams game and i'm like oh i have that one little value on the rams or mm-hmm. like no i can't bet against the rams not this week and i look and i'm like i have this team very high like they they're you can say what you want about golf. Like they do have a good defense. They have a good scheme and they just, they match up so well against everybody. It just works out. Like they're a really good team. And yeah, you can see them in the, uh, hopefully if they do make the Super Bowl, it's uh God, like you gave me PTSD thinking about watching that one. That was like the worst five hours of my life. Well, I mean, that's my that's thing. <laughs> Jared Goff, like yeah. Jared Goff still plays the most important position on their team. So you get into a Super Bowl where you're facing the Chiefs, and it's like, okay, I have all these other great pieces. Oh, but, you know, I mean, I I think I was looking at these possible outcomes, and I don't think any of them are are three or below, but the Packers might have the best shot. Packers might be a flat three. Well, and the other thing. No. You don't think Uh so? If they are, that's a gift. If they it's, are, that's you'd a lay gift. it well because Green Bay's defense is actually okay. so. We all talk yeah. about Kansas City's defense being the leak. Green Bay's defense is worse than Kansas City's, yeah. probably, right? So, but the narrative, yeah, they're tough. They're black and blue division. They're NFC North. Blah blah and blah. Rodgers would have had some nice run. Yeah. Well, there's the that too. If, if if the Packers make it to the Super Bowl, people are going to talk about Rodgers more than they're going to talk about Mahomes because of what we just discussed, which is the Chiefs are inevitable, right? And Patrick Mahomes is inevitable. Rodgers is going to have to do a bunch of things that are cool in order to make it there. And given how the, his his style of play, they're going to look spectacular. He's not going to, he's not going to win by handing the ball to Aaron Jones 100 times. I, I mean, a man can dream. <laughs> yeah. And outside gonna, of being bad see, media see, markets... That's a that's a dream game for like the media. Yeah, just Rogers versus oh, Mahomes yeah, for two weeks. There are a lot of people who are if those cities oh, yeah. are small. Yeah. You know? There are a lot of people in our neck of the woods, Andy, so, who are Packers fans and Chiefs fans, because the Packers. Yeah, I, what, yeah what's up with that? The Chiefs used to train in Pick River Falls, Wisconsin. And that's that was, true. You're right. Yeah, it's a nice town. That's right up by Lining Kugels. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> I got. I have all <laughs> kinds of beer. Don't, don't uh, be in that beer, uh, in Cincinnati. Yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> Go ahead. Drew. I have all kinds of, uh, of jumping off points on this, and I kind of want to uh, pick your guys' brain on the MVP race and how that factors into things a little bit. But before kind of closing the book on the Rams, they are the perfect matchup for the Packers, which is why I think you have to give them realistic consideration mm-hmm. to uh, get to the Super Bowl. If that's your their- if that's your NFC title game. Um, what are their you know, odds? We know right the Rams now? can go into New Orleans and win. Um, I bet that it's, you know, you, you, you put Jalen Ramsey on Devontae Adams, you get pressure on Rodgers up the middle with Aaron Donald, and you force Aaron Rodgers to beat you with the second, third, and fourth passing yeah. options. Yeah, into that's tight a really coverage and where he's not necessarily willing to take those risks, right? Yeah. That's such a good and point. McVay, They're plus 450, George. It's McVeigh against his, you know, basically a pupil, right? Like, oh yeah, it's a great opportunity yeah. for him. McVeigh against a pupil, and McVeigh against that uh, Green Bay defense is yeah. coordinated quite poorly. Yeah, he would. He there's there's a certain line. It's the McVeigh carries Jared Goff to victory line, and Green Bay is decidedly on the side where Sean McVeigh takes Jared Goff, swings him over his shoulder, and carries him across the finish line. Graphic, but yeah. <laughs> Got a lot of uh, veterans with experience there too, right? Like mm-hmm. if you're going to tell me um, that, you know, the Rams in general are just going to keep their cool, play their game, you know, they've been in that moment, you know, those type of moments before on the road. They won an NFC title game on the road. Granted, it was fraudulent because of the yeah. you know, non-DPI call, but they still, they won. Uh, they won in overtime. They beat Drew Brees in overtime in the Superdome with, a, you know, the fans as loud as you'll ever hear in an, in an NFL stadium. Um, so the likelihood that they have, the, you know, can keep their cool, um, and make a run on the road, I think is real. Um, I guess the question about the MVP I had for you guys, you know, the, a, lot of, a lot of people are kind of warming up to Aaron Rodgers belongs in the conversation. Maybe he belongs above Mahomes, right? Mahomes throws a couple picks one week and all of a sudden everyone's hot on Aaron Rodgers should be the MVP. I find that embarrassing as a take. It's, it's just takesmanship in terms of you want there to be a horse race here because his, the, the quality of opponents is not even close. Uh, Pat Mahomes has played a much more difficult schedule. His highs have been so much more superlative than what we've even seen on good Aaron Rodgers days. And Aaron Rodgers' lows have been so much lower than the worst Pat Mahomes performance we've seen so far this season. Uh, and Lost I think Pat Vikings. Mahomes is, ought to be your presumptive MVP. Um, the jumping off point here, I guess, is um, was the last time the MVP won the Super Bowl? You guys know that? So 2000. Not recent. Yeah. So do you have the answer, Drew? I don't know this. Um, it's a great question. Uh, you have to know this. This I, is. I actually don't. Um, what well, are you good for? And what Why do I, we have you on this it, podcast? <laughs> is it 1999? Yeah. Oh my goodness. Kurt <laughs> yes. Warner? Yeah. On the nose. Kurt, Kurt Warner wow. and the greatest show on turf beating the Tennessee Titans. So we have not seen it. Thank God. This morning. I just have to kick you off. Yeah. <laughs> well, because I was we thinking about all the, this millennium. all the years Brady won it. He never won the Super Bowl. And then the years Manning Correct. was the MVP. Brady was the one winning the so Super Bowl. Now this is why. And Rich Cannon didn't get it done. Yeah, this he didn't is get it why done. you're rooting for Aaron Rodgers to win the Super Bowl. Now, or to win the MVP. Now I figured God, it you out. You caught me. You caught me. I, I figured it out. Oh, you caught me. I, I would say this, you know, in rebuttal to, because I, 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 all your points are, are incredibly valid. And the thing with Aaron Rodgers is that there is a certain amount of he just doesn't have as much help 
and he is playing really, really well in aggregate. If you don't look at the individual games, you just say, let me lump all the throws together. Like, you know, on a throw for throw basis, all of them kind of being equal. Yeah. I think he is playing at the same less, level. Less than better. 8% of his dropbacks are negatively graded, which is just not killing them at all, right? Yeah. Uh, Mahomes, is, Mahomes is producing some turnover-worthy plays. They, I, I argue with the idea that Rodgers has worse support definitively because, like, Mitchell Schwartz is the top tackle. He isn't playing. That's what I'm saying. Mitchell Schwartz is a top tackle, and he's been out yeah. for basically the whole but, year. Sammy Watkins yeah. is a pretty good threat for them. He's been out for a decent Stop. chunk of the year. You, you Stop know, the count. We're, we're talking about this. We don't have votes. You know what you'll never hear uh, a voter for the MVP award say? Negatively graded dropbacks right, or right, EPA right. or anything yeah. like that. Right. You know what you'll like, also never like, hear oh them boy, say? Oh, slinging it down in Kansas City. Sammy Watkins, a great receiving Sammy option. Watkins, like – I know how egregious on-off splits are for football, but yes. like Sammy Watkins does make a difference to that offense, and he's been out for a decent chunk of the year. Okay, but they legitimately have two of the top five receiving options in the NFL. On sure, team. but but the Packers have maybe the best. That's true. They've won, but maybe the best. But the, the, maybe the best. The best. Maybe the best is in a conversation with those other two. Right. Right. True. But the offensive line for the Green Bay is a lot better than than the Chiefs. A lot better? I mean, the four of us could start for the Chiefs offensive line. Who's the Chiefs starting center? I mean, I get that it's they're better. Nasty. Yeah, it's I get that they're better. But so I mean the offensive but line the, is I, Drew's point about strength of schedule is real. Yep. Especially yep. if you separate Especially if you look at where his good games came. Well, yep. and especially when you separate strength of opposing defense from strength of opposing team. Mm -hmm. Like Minnesota is a middle of the pack NFL team. They're a garbage dumpster of a defense. Mm -hmm. And he went one and one against them. Now the you had the weather issue with the one game, but the the Bears, like he's he's only played one game against the Bears, right? Like if he if he repeats that in week seventeen, now we're talking, right? The Detroit's defense is garbage. Like I get that's a really good point. Whereas the Kansas City Chiefs have played some decent defenses. Yeah, that's fair. Uh Andy, yeah. who are you voting for? Yeah. And some and some better quarterbacks. Like they've yeah, just I, gone I up mean, against I, my, a, a my more vigorous schedule overall. You're voting Mahomes. Yeah, it, it, I think it is closer than the betting market has it, and and Aaron should get a a good chunk of votes. But I think Mahomes takes it, and it's a dumb media award anyway. It's it's silly. They should they should come up with they should do like some a media award. I'd like to cash. Yeah, a I, and I did bet on Mahomes preseason, so I'd like to cash like a four and a half to one. But also. They should do like a BCS formula for this anyway and just come up with something. That'd be incredible. Because it would be fun if a quarterback knew that he was behind going yeah. and he could see the computer rankings and he was just slinging it against a terrible what team. What if people like had 17. to vote each of the last like five weeks? I'd love that idea. I, like, no, somebody said, who was it? Wow. Can who you was it imagine? on Twitter that said the person, everybody that, that votes for the college football playoff should have to make a vote it in week was. one. You should have your priors exposed. Expose them all. Lift the kimono. I like it. Yeah. it. The betting market does, right? The betting market, which is probably the sharpest predictive tool we have, has their priors exposed all the time. <laughs> like it, it we, we, people who make decisions at the end should have as well, I think. I love that idea. All right. Well, we're changing. I bet on the, the Chargers tomorrow, man. I'm, I'm exposed as shit here. Yeah, that is a lot of exposure. <laughs> May God be with you. I'm going to be thinking of you. With, when the game. Chargers are down three with, uh, or down, let's say down six with like a minute left and they're driving the field, 
th- there's gonna be a lot a lot of people exposing themselves at that point in the game yeah Anthony Lynn <laughs> Anthony- probably <laughs> more so than anyone with the uh the trunk mask guys this was an absolute blast we appreciate you guys hanging out with us um we're gonna go uh check out your your YouTube stream now the deep dive podcast powered by bet spurts powered by 1000 percent better than presented by by the way yeah, I agree. I agree. It was a uh, director of content came up with that, baby. There you go. There you go. I said I said that in a meeting. Everyone's like, "Yes, powered by." I like that. I'm like, I "Good," because it sounds better. That's certainly you and Bezos have that in common. <laughs> he was like, "Amazon, AWS, powered by." You're That's welcome. right. That's his contribution. Anyways, thank you guys. Thanks, we'll talk guys. to y'all later. You're the best.